possible. Now the Eagles to come back again. To fall forward. Oh, Barney! Darling tapping. Darling again. Gives it to Ryan. And then Ryan's little kick is a good one to Kennedy. Yes! 50. McGovern. McGovern. What a player. What a mark, Bruce. What a mark. And he goes to Your hosts are Wazza, Dan and Wayne. Well, welcome to the podcast for the fans of the West Coast Eagles, brought to you by Podcast Central, the new home of podcasts. How you going, boys? Very good, thanks. Yeah, not yeah, bad. Well. What did I say last week? Seven and three doesn't sound bad. Do you eight, know what sounds better? Eight, eight and three. three. We've got a lot to get through tonight, so we're going to get through this for you quickly, guys. Um, well, we can't go past without talking about coaches. Brendan Bolton has been sacked now, mate. So what's your thoughts on it? Well, I said that two weeks ago. It was coming down to a win-loss record. And um, I, I predicted two weeks ago he'd be gone in two weeks unless they, they had a win. And that's, that's the way it went. He's got the second worst coaching record in history after 80 games. 21 wins at, uh, from 82 games at 25.6%. And the, the person who's below him is Gerald... Bronson, which is back in 1910 to 1920, oh, and he coached University, which is no longer in the comp, and Melbourne, and he only won 18 wins. So it's not a good record to have, well, it's and a, some of those wins are at Hawthorne. Yeah, see, it's untenable. If that's your coaching record, mm. you can't stay. But it's the opposite to the saying, shit rolls downhill. It yeah. rolls uphill because you're king of the mountains, coach. You're the head there. It always comes back to you. But there's deeper issues at Carlton. We've touched off air about they don't even have the number one pick this year. They've traded the right way already. Mm. There is deep-seated issues at that Carlton. And I heard, too, the board and the president, they've all been there now for three coaches. Mm. Yeah. So they blame the coaches. That but do they need a shuffle? Do they need someone else in that spot? They, they need to step down. And that, don't be surprised if another ticket comes along and that happens in the next few weeks. And... Uh, mm. A club like Carlton, they've got a lot of coterie groups, so that will happen, I reckon. I think they can look at Silvani too, because you look at, I don't know if you saw the, in, I think it was in this morning's paper, or yesterday's paper, his record on the draft. You know, he, and I trades. Was, I think, and trades, I, I think there's only about four I, players there. I think I know exactly what you're 30. saying, yeah, and yeah. The, uh, a lot of them have been delisted. delisted so yeah. not retirees, delisted, no. that's damning, isn't yeah. it? I know exactly, like all the Jed Lambs and all these yeah. second fringe players. Like, Well, let's get closer to home at the Eagles. It was good to see that uh, young Rotham signed a two-year extension till end of 2021, and young Harry Edwards, he's a... Rookie, he's signed an extra year, so mm. but he's got a navicular injury, so yeah, another one. I don't yeah. think we'll see him all year for the rest of the year. Might not. That happened about two weeks ago, I think. That was that came up, and um, it was after a game at Laughlin Park of all things, and he had a bit of a heat spot in his foot, and they didn't take any uh, any. Uh, risks on it, so I would say he'll be gone for the rest of the season. He's got a lot of promise, and you've always been talking about key backs. Yes, and to me, he is this this kid. He's just, he uses confidence. Um, if you get a chance, people get YouTube, type in Harry uh, Edwards and for when he got uh, drafted and just listen to the interview. He was full of confidence. He was so much like he was 
too full of himself. You know what I mean? He's got a bit of that flair about him, he doesn't has, he? It's yeah. a bit. It's a funny word to use, but yeah, you definitely right. see that. He's in his a great reader of the play. Yeah. If you watch his highlights, he's a really good reader of the play, and he's, and he's a pretty strong, tall kid. So, and people that uh, listen to this show regularly will know that we love our stats. So mm. every week I'm putting in a useless stat. So this is this week's one. Pendlebury closes in on the most games at MCG, only behind Kevin Bartlett. Oh, That's take, amazing, isn't it? He'll take that over until they play every home game. Then, well, so. he's on 187. That was what he did against Frio. So he's got another 13 games to catch uh, yeah. the old handball man. That's not a, an accomplishment. That's an AFL biases. That's that. I tell yeah. you, <laughs> I've got another. This one's very useless. But First time in AFL out. history. The uh, AFL ladder is mirrored. Did yeah, you realise that? I had that. So Geelong is, so, uh, what is it, 10 wins, 1 loss? Yeah. Carlton's 1 win, 10 losses. And it follows that directory the whole way down. Right. So right. it's amazing I've, if you look at it. So, yeah, it's I've a mirrored my, image. I've got it on my phone, but I didn't know how to yeah. portray it on that, the radio. That's it. It's best to explain <laughs> it, you know, just with the Geelong and Carlton at the you, bottoms. You, but you <laughs> keep saying second, second bottom has the exact same. Just flip the wins and losses. You two have too many long lunch breaks. Right? <laughs> <laughs> You're too, oh, doing enough in your lunch break. Know. All right, let's get on to quick fire questions. Uh, seeing uh, Dan didn't put any in, unless he's got a couple to fire at us. I'm going to go with him. If you had a choice to pick either Patrick Cripps or Stephen Canelio, who would you pick? I'd still have to go with Cripps, I reckon. Yeah, I'm a Canelio fan. I'd take him. I'd go Cripps for some reason. If it was Canelio and Kelly, I'd go Canelio. On recent form, like right now, I think Canelio's playing better oh, footy. But I, I, I still couldn't give up Cripps. Yeah, all right. Uh, number two, Gil McLaughlin is rumoured to step down from the CEO job at the end of uh, 2020. Who would you like to see as his replacement? I've got two out of left field. One or two, but I know it won't be that. I'd like to see Brian Cook from Geelong. Brian Cook's ruled himself out of yeah, it. Yeah, or Trevor Nesbitt. That's who I'd love to see because they're great football brains. Richard Goiter, the ex-West Farmers guy, would be it for me. Uh, to be honest, this might stump you, but this is the first time I don't actually have an answer. I was thinking about this for ages. So I don't know. I was like... Oh, I'd love to see Kevin Sheedy, you know, a character in our thought. But he would just, like, he could just bring in rule changes that are just ridiculous because yeah. he comes from left field sometimes, mm. his ideas. So I sat there and I actually don't have an answer to that question. You've stumped me. And it's the <laughs> first time I've actually had an answer to a question. Well, we'll mark that down for the yeah. end of the year. <laughs> have the new rules been a success, even though the one of the rules, the 666, was to promote scoring, but in fact has resulted in a 52-year all-time low per score round? Uh, play on from fullback, I love. Oh, that's really grown yes. on me, that Let's one. Rule out. It's uh, helping push stats up of the some plays of the kickouts, but that's because mm. they're running out a lot more. They're encouraged to do so. 666, massive failure. It's not working. Scores are the lowest it's been like pretty much ever. And they've worked out that the way they uh, position strategically, having someone sprint off the back of the box, you know, and that extra man almost gave that runner from the clearance, so it helped scoring. The only reason they brought in 666 was to increase scoring, and it didn't work, so it's a wasted rule. The 50-metre one, I reckon they could have kept that. It is starting to work, but I just don't think they needed to tinker with it just for the hell of it. I don't think the 666 has had... I mean, I I was for it at the start of the year, but I don't think it's had any effect anyway, because once the ball's bounced, that's it, it's over, it's done. It has an effect if it's at the end of the game, you cannot put that one person... That's right. Behind the ball, so. But if you're, um, you're working hard in the middle, the minute that ball goes down, and then there's a, um, if you do a stoppage, 
That's it. It's done. Yeah, it's, it's finished. Done. Did you we, can get who you want back there. Did we then. talk about it too? Like strategically, uh, you put the winger right there and end, end right, of the yeah. box too mm. at the end of the game, are, so you can quickly yeah, swing in. That's so, right. what people are doing now anyway. Doesn't so. work. Mm. Right, number four. Umpiring is always a discussion depending on who wins or who loses. What freeze are missed or what we're given and whatever. Do we have the right number of umpires or do we need to add one more? Oh, I don't think we do need more umpires. I think they need to get this review right. Well, we'll doing. bring the review up later in uh, under the pump. I, I can't see where they too many umpires. But the one thing I'd like to see too is the boundary umpires be able to make a decision. Because sometimes about you got two, you got two, four out boundary umpires a game now, two on each like side. Like stoppages. Yeah. Yep. If they're on the right side of the play and they can see the right play, if they're trained, why can't they make the decision? Yeah, I would have to agree. Um, I think that game's over umpired already. I would hate to see another one in because I think it'd be yeah. up over. The one thing I do. I look at it as you can't see everything, so you're going to miss free kicks. Mm. If you miss a free yeah. kick, you didn't see it. Yeah. I hate ones that were paid that were wrong. That's the bit that irks yeah. me. Yeah. Right, will Ross Lyon be at Frio next year, or will he be just seduced by Carlton with their massive offer that's rumoured to be a five-year, $900,000 a year? I reckon he's at Frio because yes. they signed Sandilands on a rumour that we were talking to him about playing next year. They get scared. If there's a rumour that he might go to Carlton, they'll throw enough a five-year deal him. That's mm. how they, that club works. It's not the right way to work. It's not how I agree, but oh, yeah, I reckon he, he will be there. To be mm. in Ross Lyon's credit here, he'll be laughing at the moment because mm. he's probably sitting there going... I'm probably not going to get a contract extension until mid-next year. Yeah. It'll be but this now, year now, I yeah. can go into them and go, well, look, Carlton want to give me a million dollars a year. How about you sign me now? But Freeman will need to hold the nerve and not give him... But it's interesting they say he's meeting with Carlton people, and it was Silvani, but they do own a pub together yeah. in Melbourne. So. Oh, that's media for yeah. you, you know? <laughs> so, All right. Is a Shanghai game a waste of time for the AFL? Well, it was last weekend when the bus went took half the crowd to the wrong stadium, which was <laughs> 90 minutes away. Yeah, I, <laughs> so. I think every year they have an excuse like that, though, the AFL, why they're crowd, because they keep saying it's a sellout crowd. Mm. And you can you can tell it's not. A waste, yes. Um, and they can spin it any way they like. I reckon it's a waste of time. Waste of time. It's, it's time. a waste of time. Uh, it might get a few little extra dollars in for Port Adelaide and St Kilda, but to go and hold it, I think it costs them a lot of money as well. Um, should the Waffle and SAN... Oh, this is yours. Should the Waffle and SANFL games be added to AFL games like the old VFL ones seem to be added now? To yeah, the- well, look, this has come up today and I was listening to it on another podcast, a guy called Jeff Carter from Geelong, and I think it's a one-man thing to get more because they've got 150 years next year and Eddie McGuire saying he's trying to do this so they've got credibility mm that they're 150 years old. But the VFA was a different competition. They've got their... They've got their history. Yeah, they've got the history, as I just said. Um, WAFL's got the history. So if you're going to chuck the VFA history in, chuck the Waffle history in, mm. and chuck the SANFL history yeah, exactly. in. Exactly. But you know what? They won't like that because the Victorians are biased. They're, they're closed-minded, and they don't see anyone else playing football ever anywhere mm. else. And um, I think... The Waffle and the SANFL started about eight years after the VFL, uh, the VFA ever yeah. did. So if you want to include it, include everyone. That means put your Port Adelaide premierships in there. Exactly. That's but they won't like that, no. will they? No, I'm, I'm the complete opposite. I have real strong feelings about this. Um, you, if you want to count your club's premierships, count them. Do not sit there and tell me they're AFL premierships. It's engraved on your bloody cup. 
It mm. says VFL on it. So that means it's a VFL pre- yeah. premiership. If it's got AFL engraved on the bloody thing, that's because it's an AFL premiership. To me, it's not rocket science. Mm. Now, so if, you yeah. are, if I ask how many premierships has Carlton won, Count every one because I just asked premierships. If I say how many AFL premierships you've won, it's the ones with AFL bloody written on yeah. the cup, people. And if they want to be serious about AFL, just forget about the VFL. Cut that out a bit as well. Mm. You know, that, that was their history. That's cool, but it's the AFL now. But like I said, no one's going to be right. No one's going to be wrong. And I just hope they don't. Get the commission gets sucked in by this. I'll yeah. tell you what, ask that same question in Victoria. Yeah, <laughs> I think oh, you yeah, get totally very different. strong answers in the opposite direction. Mm. Um <laughs> I'll give you a quick answer on this one before I... Uh, my answer is yes, but because I know Waz has got strong feelings on this one. Would you like to see the Indigenous jumper worn full-time? No. Away jumpers or clash jumpers, mm. I'd love to see it a few times, just a couple mm. more times a year. Either. Yeah, a couple... No, not full-time. Um, it's there for a reason, and I love it. And don't get me wrong, I love the Indigenous players. They're my favourite players. And it's got its purpose. But, um, nah, I, I, I'd like to see it in the Indigenous rounds, an eight-op week. Mm. And maybe one or two rounds where it might clash. Yeah, yeah, away jumper might clash or something. So that's me. Fair enough. They're just beautiful designs, really. Yeah, they're beautiful designs. Yeah, brilliant designs. And it's not the first year we've had this beautiful design. So Mm. a couple more times a year. I think it's great because it's got the original eagle in the front. That's why I like it. Mm. Yeah, Yeah. this one was a bit different than last year. Got any questions there, Dan? No, I don't, mate, to be honest. Um, Right, well, we've got a a very good little segment coming up that the fans have been asking for. So we're going to give it to them. Under the pot. Well, it's back. We had it last year, and we're going to bring it back for the rest of this year. And this week, it's a score review system from me. Um, with so much money pumped in by the broadcasters, the money pumped in by the AFL, how can they not get this right? Oh, last weekend, two terrible decisions. As one, every weekend. And one cost a game, obviously, but the, the Sonny Walters kick was touched by Maine. Um, but they looked at the wrong touch. They looked at the one that side bottom passed the goal. And then, of course, our own um, Oscar, Oscar Allen. Allen, his was touched clearly by Bontempelli. And, you know, it's, but the idea I understood when it went back to the centre, they were reviewing both sides, the boat, where the but kick that, was taken, that, and that it hasn't been, not been done. They don't have a checklist. Every ground's got different cameras in different places. Have them all in the same places, and you have a checklist. All right, if it's kicked, if it's touched on the line, you check that first. But then they should go back to the actual kick that went through the goal. That should be the first thing they look at. Mm. Touch, clear, go. Next bit, clear. If it's going to take an extra 10 seconds, it takes an extra 10 seconds. But get the process right. You won't have a problem. And make sure the cameras are at every ground because they're all different. Um, you go to Traeger Park up in um, Darwin, they don't even have three or four cameras that they have at every other ground. So what happens if there's one on the uh, line and they can't even work it out? It's going to cost somebody grand final one day mm. and the clubs are going to um, take it to court. And it's not a new revelation. I remember a massive one last year, and if anything, this was worse. Uh, Chris Maston had a goal overturned um, and it was touched onto his boot. Mm. But, of course, they're just looking at the ball directory and... And, the, and they were just stopping, starting, stopping, starting and seeing that it was touched. But then if you follow the rest of the video, after those few, you know, screenshots or whatever you want to call it, his boot passes out, he carries the ball and it goes way past. But they only mm. look at a snippet that they think is important yeah. and they don't look at the whole thing. And that was overturned in a point. There is technology there and AFL need to pay for it and they need to do it to get the integrity of the game. That's right. They've got it there, so don't do it half ass. do it. 
Anyone got any else on? No, I've got a little one, and this is more. It's not a huge thing, a little bit of a gripe, and it's to do with the media. You know, show some conviction with what you say. Um, we beat GWS and Magpies. They were two great scalps. Suddenly, we're the team to beat. We're the greatest thing since sliced bread. We lose a couple. They jump off the bow, and we get a couple close wins, and they're still all over us. On the weekend, I don't know if you know, we beat Bulldogs, and then suddenly Eagles are back in town. Eagles are back. It shows a lack of credibility how they jump off and on ships so quick and on the bandwagon and that. Just show some conviction, some credibility of what you say. Stick to by what you I say. I think it comes down because we belted them. Yeah. And that's what they expect from us to belt teams. But if you go back last year, we didn't belt too many teams. We belted a few big teams, but they were just wins. Yeah, 20 to 30 points on average. So, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, it's not a big one, but yeah, it shows a lack of conviction. All right, let's get on to last week's game. It's the final siren. Oh, well, if there was any doubts about West Coast, if they could find the form that won the flag, well, I think it was put to rest after that beautiful 61-point win against Bulldogs on Sunday. They won 21-733 to... 10 goals, 12, 72. And before I get into all the stats and everything, um, bad kicking is bad footy. Yeah, from, it was by yeah, the Bulldogs. The Bulldogs. Yeah, I think there, <clears throat> there's no question our second... Our, look, our first half was okay, but our third quarter was... Our second half was magnificent. You know, it was just like the old, like we were last year. It was I reckon the first brilliant. half was pretty good still. Um, we put a pressure on. We fumbled the ball a lot. And that was probably, I don't know if it was the conditions, mm. if it's a bit greasier, because there's a twilight game. Um, the thing that kept us in the game was their bad kicking. But, um, yeah, wh- wh- where do you start? Look, I- I'm going to start with Vardy, because I know you're a big fan of him. Mm. In the first quarter, I thought he did absolute stuff all. I thought he got taken to the cleaners by English. And that was the first time I had a really good look at English, and now I know why you've been saying we got to get a hold of that kid. He was, I was saying, very young, unbelievable. Too. Big upside. English. I looked through my binoculars at a quarter time and Simo went straight up to Vardy. He was the first person he went to. And he didn't berate him or anything. He just had a few words in his... He was the first person in that. That second quarter, I was went, fuck, whatever he said worked. Hmm. Because he just turned that game then and we started... Shuey started getting the ball. Shuey hardly touched it in the first quarter. Hmm. And, um, I, and I was sitting there at half-time and I'm going, we're going to win this by... Country mile, and we did. See, the thing I liked about Vardy's game was don't look at the hitouts. You compare hitouts to last week; it was forty-eight to forty. Okay, that's eighty-eight hitouts. This week it was twenty to twenty-eight, so, or something. Oh, it was a bit closer than that, but there was no not as many ball ups. Yeah. So that's that's going to be low. But he took something like three marks when he was averaging less than one. Got like, and I think you touched on this too. Uh, he got like four clearances. Mm. So they're the things you got to look at, not just disposal. And uh, he had one in the first quarter. The last three quarters was brilliant. But the thing that stood out, we'll get in the stats a bit later. I looked at that game, and I, to me, it wasn't really one player played well that game. Mm. I go from the back line forwards, you know, Jetta Duggan starred to me. You got the, oh, all Doug, the mids. Duggan was outstanding. Yeah, all the mids. Well, like Shuey, Yo, Sheed, Gaff, or Domery. Then you get the forward. Like, Josh Kenny had three. Ryan had three. Waterman had three. Darling had six. Cripps had two. And it, that just blew my mind on every single line. Yeah, we had, had these b- mm. brilliant contributors. Yeah. And you just said Lewis Jetta, and not once have us heard it come up in the media, but he had 23 touches 
at 628 metres gain. Mm. And he set up two goals. And there was one there which he just kept going. I know the he one kept you kept going doing forward. That, yeah. And I was at that. And even my little <laughs> days, man, that was brilliant. You don't, and, you know, that was that was something two, you don't see him do much. The two best goals of the game was the one he then from the half back. And I'll touch on that one on Vardy. Yeah. And uh, this is where I like Vardy a lot because he does a lot of work on the ground that people don't see. And there was there was a real hard ball to get in the middle of the ground. He won the tap, went down, he dived to the wing, he actually tapped the ball forward, it went to, I don't know, Yo or someone who handballed on, he went straight down and we scored a goal. I was when I, I, I sent yeah. you a message at the game, I said that was Vardy's goal. And it was but I think where Jetta gets a lot of his gains too. Now now you can play on out of full back, you immediately get a stat. You never used to get a stat as a No, you never used to get the stat. Because you, you unless you played on. Played on. So yeah. it's where he's getting his stats his lot of his kick. But that's where he's getting his metres gain. He, he runs another 15, what it is, 15 metres. He'll kick the ball another 60-odd metres. The, the stuff he did on that on the weekend was absolutely brilliant. That's what I was about to say. Um, he gets, and I've always said this, he's in the side because his strength is his kicking, mm. but he's contested ball on the weekend, like you said, the goal and played on. Well, I've ne- I haven't seen him mm. have that gain for the Eagles yeah, yeah. I, see, I, he's contested possessions and that he had about two or three I haven't seen that from Jeddah mm. for the Eagles and it was brilliant to see I still think that's his downside as his defensive game it could be but what he does the, 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 his kicking is just sublime oh yeah it's brilliant and he's in, everyone's got a role to play and he plays his role Schofield again he shoved that up all the knockers out there, man. As I'm telling you, he's going to have a hard game against Franklin. Did Norton kick one? And and he kicked one Norton to one. And Norton had no impact on that game in the first, whatsoever. No, to be fair to Norton, in the first quarter, he had a big he had a big role. I thought the first quarter and a half, Norton was well on top of um, Schofield. And I I'm not it. knocking Schofield yeah. or anything, but he was well on top. He took about four or five contested marks in, that, he, in he, that first quarter and a half. Then the defence got on top. And he obviously didn't. He wasn't getting the possessions then, and then yeah. Makes, but you say got the marks, well. but a guy that's getting marks like him, you look at his complete opposite, which is Darling or Kennedy. Yeah, and they're pretty, taking marks. They're matter. converting goals. Doesn't matter. Mark. You're playing on a. You're playing on a defender. If you're you're taking six marks on a defender, you've got a problem. yeah. True, you've but got he's got to convert. Yeah, he might have to convert. But he has to convert. Before we move off the backs, uh, you touched on Jeddah kicking out. Mm. Hearns down. He'll get. I'll put money on this. He'll have over twenty disposals again against mm. Sydney. I guarantee because he'll be taking. I reckon eighty percent of the kickouts now. Yeah, Scofield will take there. the other twenty percent. Um, let's touch on the dogs mm. quickly before we go back into the Eagles. Um, I said bad kicking is bad footy. Bondam Pally, he got twenty-seven disposals, but every second one he sprayed. Mm, yeah, he, not a, you know, not and, a fan. And they sit there, and you brought it up many times about Sheed. I was just going to mention and that. Yeah. I, I looked at their stats overall over the career, and Sheed beats him in every area. But because Bondam Pelly's in Victoria, he's raved about. Okay, I mentioned this two years he's ago. Better overhead. Okay, mm. I like everyone raved about Bontem Pally and I actually made the comparison mm. to Sheed. And you know me, I love my stats, yeah. but I don't like to do one because as soon as you do one, stats mislead. And it was almost neck and neck the whole time. But I did agree Bont's more damaging. Mm. But then over these two years, she's taken a step forward. He went at 88% compared to what 
Bont's yeah. 57. And they both had a goal each, but Bont's were like 50 metres down the line or like uh, mm-hmm. I think the Schofield bump, he took that kick as well. So he had a couple of ones that weren't really Yeah, And he earned. got a 50-metre penalty. The, yeah. the, the, only, uh, the only thing <laughs> I see both him and Sheed have in common is that they each won out their clubs a grand final. Yeah. Bont yeah. and Pelly in his year won it and Sheed won it for us. But overall, oh. I mean, I find Pendlebury a far superior player than Bontempelli. Oh. When you're talking about left footers out of the middle... I'll disagree on uh, Bontempelli winning it. I thought Boyd did it. I oh, did, but <laughs> Bontempelli was well um, top in that, that Josh medal. Dunkley was probably the best on ground for uh, the Bulldogs mm-hmm. with I thought, 33. I thought, I thought young Daniel was really... Caleb really Daniel's got 34 Daniel's possessions, but how many goals were kicked on him? Yeah, well, then you were talking about the opposite then. You were oh, saying the opposite then about Schofield and Norton. Yeah, but... but I put him in the Jetta character... Ca- uh, mm. this is sorry, what, the Jetta category more because he's their designated kicker. Yeah. My, my, my thing is with Daniels, he, he creates ball off half-back, but he doesn't go back and defend. And he got seven goals kicked on him. Yeah. Oh, did he really? He did. He got seven goals kicked on I him. I didn't realise Because I marked it down. And, um, and then I backed it up with some stats that I haven't got written here, but I'll show you afterwards. But he was really... Don't get me wrong, he played good because he gave him drive. And in the first half, he was damaging. But going back the other way, he got caught out every time. Cripps gave him a bath, I thought. Mm. And Cripps ended up with three goals himself. So three or two, two maybe two. Just um, so many contributors up for we touched on. I, I, yeah. we, we don't want to drag it on too long because we love talking about wins. But Gaff, that was one of the best games I've seen him play this year. He's, he had thirty-six uh, disposal, six clearances, ten score involvement, seven inside fifties. Yeah, and I think it was like eighty-four percent. Um, I thought he was really, really good. Um, well, well, Paul Ruse brought you saw it too, Dan, the other night. He brought a great stat up about Gaff. And his overall percentage is up 188% on all areas of the game compared to uh, last, yeah, this time last uh, season. Yeah, it was. Yeah. He, yeah. They've looked at it um, the last month. Yeah. He hasn't dropped in any stat. He's, yeah, he's everything's raised. higher. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And darling, Great we can't team. go without saying how good was bloody darling. Yeah. Um, he's That's always fair. had his knockers, but mm. like, I think you brought it up last week or the week before when he goes up the ground to get the ball. Yeah. He is such a better player. And he went up, and when he went up, Wardman come back. When Darling went back, Wardman went up. They both prospered. See, and Wardman, he had a great game, 23 disposals and three goals. He's one of those players, Darling, that when he gets an over-the-top goal, it's from pure work rate. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of people get these over-the-top goals, and it's because they're just sitting back by himself. Yeah. He's running up and then sprinting back. And you see it all the time. If you get the, you know, he'll be half forward in the centre and he runs. A lot of the times too, and this isn't from this game, this is overall, he marks on the half back from mm. kickouts. Probably contested marks. He's probably in the top five in the competition. Yeah. And yeah. the thing, it's amazing, Waterman, you know, up to half time, I would have said Waterman, maybe not make the game next week. But in the space of two, two and a half minutes, that went out the window. Mate, I'll, he, I'll, he, I'll he put, kick those I'll, three goals. I'm going to put like my that. hand up and yeah. I said in the first quarter, um, Similar to the Vardy thing, but not quite the same. In the first quarter, I said, I'd love to see Brandon get like the game time Waterman gets. And then he's just then played the best game of his career. And that's the thing, another thing I really loved about this game. You've got Ryan, you've got Rioli, you've got Oscar Allen, you've got Waterman. They're all playing up forward for us right now. And on the weekend, none of them have played over 30 games. That is amazing. Yeah, we're getting young. I quickly want to touch on this before we go. That was Rioli's worst game I've seen him play. 
Mm-hmm. Probably, he, yeah. He was either sick or he was injured because he had no interest on that ground whatsoever. He, was, he looks a little bit overweight uh, he, compared to last year. He's even said he needs to get fit. It was a foot injury, so he can't run. He hasn't mm. got the thing. Yeah, well, he, 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 the best is yet to come, and that's yeah. what I'm excited about. By the, I reckon by finals time, he'll be fit as a fiddle, and we'll see the yeah. pre-season Agreed. form we saw at the beginning of this year. All right, guys, let's get on about and see if we can break the hoodoo. It's bounced down. All right, we got a hoodoo. We haven't won at the SCG since round nine, 1999, on the 23rd of May. And just a few little stats for the stat hounds out there. Ben Cousins starred that game with 32 touches. Peter Matera was still playing. He had 31. Scott Cummings, old Cummo, kicked five. And McIntosh held Tony Lockett to three goals. And we won 14-10-94 to 11 goals, 15-81. But there's more stats. Blue McKenna was a captain. Seven players on the list. Four from the main and three rookies. Weren't even born yet. <laughs> and Adam Goods was in his ninth game. That's how long ago. Seems like a... And Adam Goods played 372 games. Yeah, there is that little bit of a loophole where... A lot of finals, and especially, were played at Telstra Stadium. Mm. So we would yeah. have had one, or, like we've had one in Sydney after yeah, that, we've won in but Sydney. not at SCG. Yes, and no. that unique oval yeah. that's smaller and rounder. It's a small ground, and let's have a look at the last oh, five right. times we've met. Last year they beat us twice, for round one, and uh, helped us by twenty nine when Buddy kicked eight goals. Um, in round thirteen, we got a little bit closer. We should have won that game. That game uh, still fifteen hurts. points. We went down. Uh, before that, we beat them at CB, 26 points. In 2016, 39 points at SCG, so it wasn't a good game. And before that was round 17 in 2015, we won by 52. So sort of go each way, the home ground advantage. Um, look, man, it's going to be hard to win there, regardless of ladder position. Um, Swans have won three games for the year. Two of them have been the last two at SCG, and they were both by the Ruse and Bombers, both for five points. Only kick in it. Yeah, sort of put their season back on a little bit of track. Give them a bit of a sniff. Yeah. They've lost to the Cats. Hey, interesting, they lost to the Cats, Lions, Tigers, Melbourne, all by 22 points. Mm. So if you want to go to sports bet, and if you think they're going to win, go five points. If you think they're going to lose, go 22 points. It's mm. a good choice, a good chance they might get it. Like, as what did I say last week, eight and three sounds good, nine and mm. three sounds even better. But realistic, and this isn't going to be a popular opinion, but we could deal with a loss. I don't want to lose. I want to win. But when I looked at the fixture, eight and four wasn't a bad position because I agree very much with what Wayne says, where I think our best foot is going to definitely come after the bye mm. when we're fitter. Um, I think we're going to win. I do believe that, but I don't see if we lose this game, doom and gloom. No. Well, That's not what I'm saying from this win, game. It will set up our season because people won't expect us to win there because of the hoodie, yeah. right? Um, and then you said the media was springing us up this week. If we beat Sydney, they're going to spring us up big time. They're going to be saying they're the team to beat other than Geelong. It'll be nice to go into the bye. With a win away from home, it'll be nice to go into the bye. But... We're going to go in without a crucial player. We're going to go through the injury list now. So we'll go through West Coast first. Brass miraculously has come forward another three weeks. So he's only three to four weeks away now. Um, Shannon Hearn, he's a big loss. 
uh, high hamstring one or two weeks, so count the buyer there as your two, so he'll be back for Essendon. Um, and Nick Nat, he's ready to come back after the buy, maybe against the Dockers. I reckon they might even play him against Hawthorne beforehand when he's a bit away and it's not in the fishbowl uh, environment. But with Swans, they've got Cunningham out for five weeks. Kieran Jack's still out. Zach Jones, he's out for us still. They've got a big loss in Josh Kennedy, so it's a good time to beat um, Swans because they haven't got Kennedy there. And he is a main driver of their, their ball. Um, and that's basically it for there. Then I can't help but feel this is where we need to use Hutch as a tagger again. Yeah. Chuck him on Luke Parker, and we've effectively mm. shut down that midfield with Kieran Jack and Josh uh, Josh Kennedy. Well, you look at yeah, you got Parker, you got you got Rampy down back. He's going to be all right. Yeah. Lloyd so, down back, you got to shut down too. Yeah, Lloyd Lloyd is the one that takes. He, he's like um, Smith from LA Crows. They yeah. rebound, and he has damaged us in the past. Um, I, I'd be putting one. Like, not a hard tag, but I'd be... You know, That's Cripps' role, isn't it? You yeah, know? defensive mm. forward. Aaliyah Lee, he's coming into his own. Heaney's probably the X factor for them. He's, will they play him back or will they play him forward? He can go into the midfield as well. So yeah. he's the one I'm thinking that could be the danger in the whole game, is Heaney. He reminds me a bit of the uh, Rioli mould when he played for Hawks, mm. you know, where it's like he didn't need many possessions, but he had that X factor, oh, he's got you X know, factor. and he really imposes himself in games. Awesome. I, I've got him in my top 10 players in the AFL. He's in, really? how far and he's in, he's in very good form at the moment. Yeah. Very good form. Um, and look, we can't go on a podcast <laughs> without talking about Buddy Franklin. Mm. He's come back from injury. We seem to play him into, into form. Mm. But Schofield's going to have a big job on him, and this is what Schofield's role is going to be this week, is to negate him as much as possible. And if he can come out with Franklin getting two goals, I think Schofield chalks that up as a win. Sorry, I, feel, I still feel dirty saying we could, you know, handle a loss. <laughs> I didn't like the way it sounded. But um, I don't even know if Schofield will get that. I, he will. I, he'll, if, he'll get that role. If he plays close to goal, yes. I think if Franklin plays away from goal, no, he's reckon, half forward. Mm. I don't think Schofield... Schofield's no, a lockdown Schofield defender. in the whole game. Yeah, like the last two times they've played, he's gone with him the whole game. I, I can't see anyone else who can go with him other than McGovern. I, and I, I don't think they're going to yeah. waste McGovern on him. He, he, he's still got pace. He's the only one that can go with him. And unless they bring a Rotham in and they use Rotham up on the half forward line, like you said, um, rebounding and taking um, Franklin out when he comes up. But I just see Schofield, that's his main role. To me, it's just if Reed's deep, being at all, mm. I think Schofield will always take the deepest forward. Um, yeah, you could do. But that, I agree, because then McGovern's the only other tool we really have mm. playing, mm. and you you want him intercepting and guarding space more than locking down yeah. on defender. McVeigh's back uh, now. Forward, sorry. He might be the older statesman than the Sydney Swans team, but he's got experience and he rebounds off half back better than anyone. So um, he's another person we're going to have to exploit if we're going to win this game. Um, it's going to be a chipping game. It's not going to be good to us because it's small ground. But we like to keep control, so we're just going to have to make our long kicks, short kicks, basically. Well, we touched on Jeddah earlier. Plays on. Will he do a talk just down the centre? Will will we have these, you know, well, plays like, in place to counteract this smaller mm, over? That's why I was hoping Bunga was going to be playing, because he could reach one from the centre of the ground. Mm. And you put it up in the goal square. We've got the smalls down there. And wouldn't be surprised, guys, if uh, Liam Ryan takes another screamer this week. I've just got this feeling he's going to take a big hang. Yeah. I, I just got this feeling for some reason. Depending on the weather too, mm. you know. But I think out of the middle, we could 
if Yo Yo on the run out of the middle can quite easily kick from the fifty meter line to those <laughs> through those goals. So I heard too that it's not actually a real fifty meter because I know it touches the goal I square think, and, I think and it's even the fifty meter is still smaller. Yeah, yeah I think um, it's That's where I think we're going to get them. I think our midfield is in just such good form. We touched on again earlier that it, we're not relying on one midfielder. You know, they're all producing arguably career best mm. form almost. Um, especially Gaff and definitely Sheed. Uh, but then you've got your statesman and Shui and Yo even now. I think that we can really grab a hold of them in the midfield, and mm. that's where we can win the game. All right. We're, we're, so right, that's where we're going to win the game. So you're winning in your margin then. So you're basically going to say the Eagles are going to win? Mate, I'm going 32 points. I'm, I'm Yeah, I think if we're going to win, I don't think we'll, it'll be a grind. I think to win, we need to be on our game. And if we're on our game, we'll win well. What about you, Wayne? I'm going 15 points for us. Really? Yep. Uh, first goal, boys? Darling, mate. He's starring the last couple of weeks. JK, they'll go straight out of the square and he'll be down there and he going bang. Take the grab and kick it. All right, well, I'm going to go against the grain. I'm going to go Crips for the first goal. And I want to say Eagles going to win this. So you I will? just can't see him winning for some reason. I don't know what it is. I think that ground will just fuck us up for some reason. We'll win this because last yeah, time we tipped against I was going to say, kiss of death. ready for a good win. Yeah. Kiss of death. Sydney <laughs> by three <laughs> points. Yeah. Sydney kiss by three death. points. So that's kiss of death from the king. <laughs> um, let's quickly uh, talk about the waffle because um, we've got to talk about who's going to come in for um, Bunga Hearn. Uh, Eagles... Um, Played Claremont at the Opus Oval. Um, it was the curtain raiser, but I don't even know you could call it a curtain raiser because it was a three-hour gap between the games. Mm-hmm. Um, it was ridiculous. If you want people... This is scheduling. Is this, uh, the, whoever's doing the scheduling for Waffles, don't know what they're doing. Um, put it closer to the Eagles game, and you get more people there. You get more money to the Waffle. Um, it's not, no surprising that Marson come back and kick 30... Well, that's what I wanted to touch on. Possessions. This is what I've been saying with the waffle side. As soon as you take out the the depth of our list, we still have a brilliant twenty-two. Mm. But this is where you feel it. You've only put Maston in, who's come off a bad hamstring, and he has that impact straight away. Yeah. That's why I want Brayshaw in. That's why I'm glad yeah. Watson's coming. This is Vanable's got concussion, but let's say he goes in. You know, the players on our list that might not be in our best twenty-two. Will just strengthen the waffle side so much. Mm. But that said, it's giving Foley, it's giving uh, O'Neill play like game time, and he won't be mentioned it highly because he didn't get that much of the ball. This kid's kicking is elite. It is amazing what this yeah. kid can do. Um, Cameron, he's a tiny little guy. How he's got so much tackling mm. pressure is amazing. You chuck in a just a few more solid boys in there with a bit more experience and it's going to fast track these young players yeah. I tell you what it was the least AFL listed players we had in the team and that probably shows with the end result it does sorry and Ainsworth's not interested but then you could chuck in the couple of emergencies mm. Hickey as well um, we all rave about Brooksby yeah. but Hickey you know is injured as well it's just it, it thins out the depth at waffle level yeah the thing is people that are out there on all the Eagles pages is it Give Archie a go. Give Archie a go. Well, he's just got to look at Marston and see what Marston did. That's what Archie's got to do, mm. week in, week in, out, to get a game 
at the Eagles in the senior side. Well, He's got to get more possessions. If someone says drop Maston, that's fair enough. If on current form in the AFL, yeah. or if they have legit reasons, um, which a lot of time they do. But if you turn around and say bring Archie to take his spot, that shows there. But the only thing misleading was that is, and this is from Simo, he makes Maston play if he's in the guts. A sa- he called him a, what is it, a sacrificial runner. So he puts him on the wing that there's no run, and he's got to run back and forth, allowing our switch. That's his role. Um, That's his and role. we've talked about before that we played him back a lot too, which I didn't like at first. Is okay, but then he goes to waffle. What do they do? We've finally got this mature midfielder. Let's put him in the guts. He gets mm. thirty. No when he's damaging as a yo on thirty or a shoey on thirty or even a sheed. Now he's kicking goals on thirty. But still, there is a big difference between Maston and the next tier, isn't well, there? Well, this week will be interesting who they bring in for Bunga because everyone's talking Rotham, but Nelson was actually the emergency. I think Nelson will come. And he's come in. With, he's come back with nineteen possessions. And Rotham only had six, eight, six or eight. Six. And um, but. Don't be surprised if Maston comes in either. So, uh, and they drop someone else back to that, you know, permanent back place, back space there. They, they could bring something out of left field. We could go with two rucks again. They could bring Brander, as we've mm. touched on, and I'm a yes. huge fan of Brander. I can't see them going as too a tall t- at this Well, they've mm. got Reed and Franklin. Yeah. They're very tall players. Well, that's the thing with Brander could come in is being a, um, as maybe a, a defender who's going to really double team guys like Reed and um, and Buddy yeah. at times because he's got the height, he's got the athleticism, and he's got he the pr- skill. Brandon played the Sydney game last year. That was his first do you game. Know, do you know what? I actually like the idea. I, I've only just threw that out there saying the field. But if Franklin plays close to goal, put Scofield on. But if he wants to run, put Brandon on. We, mm. we touched on his agility now. Let him learn from the best. I just want Brandon to play at home because he hasn't played at home yet, has he? Um, I believe he sure. played the first two games, so it yeah. would have been Lions, and then yeah. I could I mean, be I like wrong, him. man. I could be wrong. I, I like um, him. I you know, like you him. got yeah. Look, uh, we all like him. Uh, we got some great youngsters, like you said, Foley. He's one of my my players to watch. I can't probably wait played the best two games I, the last two weeks in losses. I can't wait to see that guy get a chance at uh, AFL level because I think he's. He's one of the going to be the fines that people will sit back in a couple of years ago. Yeah, how did we miss this kid? And mm. I'll tell you, I mentioned Cameron's tackling. They were unable to break this kid's tackles, and you would not pick it from his mm. light frame. He is a strong little kid, man. Very strong. He And he, he tackles so, and he drives them into the ground. It's, it's amazing the, to watch. The Indigenous boys are all very good tacklers. Yeah. In, in all teams, you watch them. They're very good pressure players, and they're very good tacklers. The pressure is unbelievable. And that, this is where the injuries are good. You get to see these younger players mm. thrust in more of a dominant role and see them perform. Like. And if you've hung on this long, I'm changing my tip. Yeah, I think Eagles might win now. Yeah. Which one of us talked you I into it? Like, yeah. No, I still, I still stick with my uh, uh, knife in back. Yeah. Sports bet. So, um, all right, guys. Well, that was a good long show for us tonight. Um, hopefully, you enjoyed it. Um, spread around to all your mates and get your family in on it as well. Eagle Nations on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can download shows from there, or you can go to any podcast platform like SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and there's a million other ones. That we're on, um, or go on to Podcast Central on Facebook and like that page because there's a multitude of uh, podcasts there. But um, every Wednesday we're here. Uh, we'll get the show out to you as early as possible. Um, and next week we're going to be talking about our season thus, thus far because um, we got the buy. So hopefully you can all tune in then. Good see night, you guys. Let's see. Hopefully we're saying nine and three next week. We yep. will be. Go Eagles.